Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the biggie. 
Sports Talk Radio Every weekend night with Princess Cooper Never had it so good radio Now on 101.1 And it's 24-7 The world's best radio In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts love, and reflection. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, you know I'm pleased to be here with you and to have the opportunity to talk to you about the things that impact our lives now and in the future. And today is no different. Uh, Today uh, I'm going to talk to you about what's on my mind, but I want you to be free uh, to change the subject and talk about whatever's on your mind today as well. You know, I was born, I've said many times that I was born in 1960. And uh, that was a very turbulent time in the United States. And we had a lot of assassinations during during 1960 to 1970 uh, that changed the world as we know it. And so there was a lot of grief a lot of hate, anger, a lot of hatred, and, um, you know, it was a very turbulent time. But I never stopped loving America or wanting America to be the place that I could uh, love and enjoy. And I, my parents kept me away from a lot of the ugliness that was outside of just the news. So I grew up uh, in a very comfortable environment. And I played a lot of sports, 
uh, on the world scene, I knew that Russia and and the United States were at turmoil or at conflict uh, during the Cold War. And uh, for a long time, we feared um, that there was a possibility of nuclear war. But as we went on through time, most of our leadership found a way to um, to live in harmony. I'm going to use the word harmony, but without conflict between the major players. And that meant that we weren't, uh, there was no obvious conflict between Russia and, and us or China and us or, or any uh, major entities around the world. Uh, the Middle East seemed to be the place where the conflict was. And we were, the leadership we had always seemed to be the kind of leadership that made good decisions, even though you may be at odds with them, uh, they you believe that they did what was in the best interest of our country. And I have to tell you right now that this is the first time, and I'm not sure if it's in my age or it's the period that we're in, that I find myself questioning the intellect of my president, the intellect of the G, the the um, the Republican Party, and the intellect of people in general. Uh, and you know, there was a time when Adolf Hitler rose to power. And a lot of it was he rose to power because there were people who went along with the program not understanding where the program was going to end at. And so this man was able to hoodwink a country and almost decimate the world because people weren't paying attention. And every time that I close my eyes and open my eyes again, there seems to be another level of stupidity that our government allows Donald Trump to go to. Now, again, this is just my thought or my topic. I want you all to feel free to talk about whatever you want to talk about. But when I heard that Donald Trump had ordered the Pentagon or told the Pentagon that he wanted a military parade to showcase our weaponry uh, because he went to France and he saw their parade and he wanted to bring that foolishness to America. And I'm sitting here thinking, now, wait, you know, we have never in my lifetime had anything that resembled the Russian parades or the North Korea parades. We never had to go around beating our chest because we were who we were. And so for a lifetime, I always knew that we had the strongest military and that our military was used only to defend democracy. We weren't trying to take nobody else's land. We not weren't trying to control anybody else's government. 
We were just trying to defend democracy. And there was no need for us to go around beating on our chest to prove who we were. find it incredible that we find ourselves in a situation where we have people who are leading us in that direction. So I just want to know what you guys think or what's on your mind right now. Cheryl? Good evening, and how's everyone doing um, this evening? You know, I was listening to you. Good evening. I was listening to you, um, you know, as you was talking, and I, too, am not very far behind you, born in 1961. Um, Well, I never thought about none of these things, none of them. And to be perfectly honest with you, a lot of the things that I thought about really did not do anything with politics or or worldwide things. I coming up focused mainly on um I guess the things right there in front of me and those things that was right there in front of me was family, um, my relationship with God trying to position myself in the right um, church, um, trying to figure out this money thing in my life. Um, And I was never big on the news because I really never engaged myself in TV because I thought, you know, most of the times I'm so busy doing other things. And actually my gift has always been sewing that I did since I was in the fourth grade and started sewing for people when I was in the sixth grade. And then I played music from fifth grade through 12th grade. So with all of that took a lot of my time and then extended, which I didn't further my music, but I furthered my sewing and made it out of a business with other businesses that I also um, thought it up. So, you know, when, and, and I'm just being honest, you know, because as I sit here, you know, and I say all the time, you know, it's so informative to me because it makes me get here and read the articles that you send. It um, pushes me to be able to take action in things that, and I'm not saying that I had no clue about, um, you know, voting, because I always voted, because I knew, you know, the history of us being able to vote. But when it comes to as far as really engaging myself in a lot of the things, and that's why I say, you know, um, say about helping people to understand how important it is to vote and what they're voting about. That I'm talking to me first because that was me until just years ago. Although I voted, I was led by everything that I voted. 
you know, what somebody told me and who somebody told me, you know, that was the best thing. That's what I did. And that's why now I find myself so passionate about putting action because if I thought that, you know, how many other people thought that as well, how we're being affected? My being affected was very limited. I only thought about what was right there in front of me. And that means, you know, the things I did on a daily basis. And when the election time came up, I just went to the polls and voted. So, you know, and that's the reason why I say that I'm doing what I can now, because if I grew up like this, I can imagine people who look just like me that feel the same way as I do. And when people look at me, they would say, mm, how, you know, they would look at and say, you? Yeah, me. Because that was, you know, who I was. So that's why I tell you, James, all the time how important this platform is and how I have really benefited from it. Because a lot of the things that I put in action today, it would not be so if I had not been plugging in daily, you know, on this radio show. So that's how you are really changing lives because you have changed my life in such a way that now I'm able to touch people's lives in a way that I wish somebody long time ago would have, you know, they say it's important. But when you say it's important, that's broad is what needs to be explained and what it really does, you know, and that said all the time on this radio show, how important it is, you know, to vote, our voices to be heard. You know, so a lot of the things that I grew up and was taught, it was never explained in detail enough for me to even really grasp it the way that I do now. And I just think about how many other people that's like me. And so when you say the things, you know, and I've always been a person not to let people who really don't matter in my life. to uh, And, you know, when we talk about Donald Trump, that's what I think. And I'm not saying that he don't have a major effect on all of us, but I learned to tackle it where I can. And I don't give him a lot of thought because I I put him right up there with not so smart. And the things, you know, that we talk about that he's doing on a daily basis, just another one of his scatterbrained ideas. You know, but if I gave it that attention, something else, would lose my attention. To me, my attention needs to be on those things right now that I'm doing. And like I said, family, the friends, the people in my life, how I can impact them, my relationship with God. I am actually a missionary, and that's the reason why I'm actually in Louisiana. My pastor sent me here to do mission work, but me, I 
in my mind, I came here to die. But in doing that, I'm able to have Bible studies, Sunday school, be able to interact with people, touching their lives and spreading the word in ways that it would not, they would not receive it in a, another a setting. What I focus on is changing people's lives and the gifts and the know-how and the wisdom that God is giving me now to be able to make a difference where I am and have it to build up so it gets to the point where it will make a difference in the presidency. Because right now I can't hear nothing he's saying because nothing he's saying and does make sense to me at all. And it's like I can't give it that much of focus, you know. And, again, like I said, James, you don't realize how much you got me exploring things that I would never have explored. I get off of here who, who are not able to get on. And I'm talking about the, these things. I'm talking about and making a movement where I'm able to do that. And, you know, just like the, the word says, our people perish for lack of knowledge. And all of the wisdom and knowledge that's in me, I'm trying to pour it into somebody else. And then I ask them in a way that they can to pass that on as well. So, again, I mean, I thank you. And I thank all the opinions and the um, comments that everybody on this platform make because it's making a difference in my life, whether anybody know it or not. I mean, from Pastor Smith with his daily um, scriptures and passing that on to other people. You know, all of these things, the things that Regina and Dee and Kathy and you and, and Nate and all of these people that say it is making a difference in my life. And I'm sharing those things with other people because I've always been, I've been quiet most of my life. And being quiet, you learn to listen. You learn to listen to the things that people say and the people the things people don't say. So, again, I mean, that's one thing that I thought about. You know, if you'd have known me back then, I wouldn't have been able to hold no kind of conversation when it came to anything on this radio show. But I thank you and I thank the people that are on here. Well, well, Carol, we really thank you for being a part of our show. Uh, because you are you're a major player, uh, D. I want to say to you though, um, you are constantly bringing history into the platform. And one of the things that I try to do again, I'm not no historian, but I try to pay attention. And little by little, people uh, change our world in a way that we uh, are not aware of. And the only thing that truly protects our country from dictatorship is the fact that we only allow a person to be president uh, for two four-year terms. Uh, But they can impact our country for a lifetime by putting in justices and changing the 
norm. And you know and I both know that we have never had a military that went around thumping his chest or parading around all kind of weaponry uh, to show others uh, or try to make others afraid. We've always been able to simply say we're going to protect America and we're going to protect our friends. And people knew that to be true. Uh, why are we allowing this man to infiltrate our norm in such a damaging way and to spend millions and millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars, on garbage? Well, uh, thank you, James. And uh, Ms. Cheryl, uh, thank you for being a part of the show, like Pastor Smith. Y'all are uh, very valuable in uh, in the information that you have. And Ms. Jerry, I like the the uh, the phrase you use to describe Donald Trump, and it's uh, not so bright. I like that. Look, James. Uh, you know, uh, I think the key word that you spoke about is uh, persons that are in the position and that are open-minded enough to pay attention to what's going on. I think that's what separates us from the vast majority, and I feel safe in saying that. The vast majority of people who just are just in a state of existence, and that's all. Um, the people that are, that, are, that are following this administration, they think, for instance, they think that this is just as good as it gets, and that's it. This is as good as it gets. Um, you know, when you spoke about Nazi Germany, uh, Adolf Hitler um, played on the emotions of the Germans at that time, uh, and they were in a state of in a state of lack. And he played on that emotion to uh, to get them all riled up about the lack of resources that they had, and and what appeared. That everybody else did have and was unwilling uh, unwilling to check. Uh, Donald Trump is playing that same card. When it comes down to his need to want to parade our military might, uh, and we have never ever ever had to do that, um, he is uh, acting like Napoleon. Attention to that. You know uh, when it when it starts to when it when the stuff starts to stink, you don't wait to, for it to hit the fan and then do something, because by that time it's way too late. So, um, you know, I was thinking today. Um, you know, I was born in 1956, and Pastor Smith, you know, you were born a little earlier than myself, and I remember the day that John F. Kennedy was killed. I remember like yesterday. I was in the second grade. And let me tell you, um, as horrific as that was, um, the only thing that came close to that, now I was an avid reader of uh, detective novels, and the only thing that was more shocking than that to me was the Boston Strangler in that episode. And then um, and then you had the, the death of Dr. King and then the, the death of Robert Kennedy. 
And then if that wasn't enough, then you uh, moving forward some years fast forward, uh, the John Benet Ramsey thing was the, probably the most horrific thing uh, to, to date. And then came Columbine. And then after that, the lid was off. What I mean is that, you know, we always heard about the um, looking forward to the future. But what people don't understand, we're in the future right now. 2018, 2018 is the future. This is the future that we have always looked at. And what you, what we're witnessing here is espionage at its, at its best. Uh, for those who have not been paying attention, you know, um, the Russians used uh, this guy Carter Page. Um, the Russians are good at manipulating and trying to find people to do their dirt. And in one of the, pers- the, type, the, the type of personality that they look for is a person that's real talkative and real boastful and a person that's willing to uh, share information that really, and he's so boastful and so talkative, he don't know that he's doing it. My point is, I, I, I sent you all a text the other day. And I'm going to say it now. And Dr. Smith going to probably warn me not to say this, but I'm going to say it real quick if I put my name to it. <clears throat> at, when it's all said and done at the end, Donald Trump is probably going to be classified as a Russian operative because they have found a guy willing to do whatever they want him to do because he's so childlike. He's so childlike in the mind that he's being used and probably don't even realize it. Or either that or they got him in such a pickle that he has to do exactly what they say to him. And like Miss like Miss Joyce used to say, that's why he wants to attack. So James, um, I appreciate the show. I really do. And we got a lot to learn still. And uh going forward, let's do just that. Thank you. You know, it's just obvious to me that those people who are unwilling uh, to see the steps that are being taken that are so arbitrarily against what is normal, and then to have the leadership of the Republican Party not stand up and hold this man accountable and say, what are you talking about? What are you doing? You know, I just feel like if I was uh, in the government or in the Congress, or in the House or in the Senate, uh, right now I'd be standing up and saying, what is he talking about? You know, who's going to put the brakes on this foolishness? Uh, because somebody has to do intervene uh, to make this man stop doing this arbitrary, arbitrary stuff that costs a lot of money, but ain't going to make a difference in our lives. If you want to benefit the military or show the military some respect, take those millions of dollars you talked about using in a parade and increase their salary. Help the veterans who are out on the street and don't have a place to stay. That is what you can do with extra money instead of spending it marching up and down a parade that ain't going to make us safer. Building a wall that ain't going to make us safer. So these are the kinds of things, every time I, I want to look for something else to talk about, this man brings me right back to him with this foolishness. So um, 
Reverend Smith, I want you to know I listen to you, and I try to be uh, try to learn from what you're saying to me. But every morning I wake up and I hear something stupider than the day before. And you are a law enforcement person. You know history. We have never walked around beating our chest and showing our military might by marching hundreds of thousands of people up and down the streets and showing what kind of military force we have. Good evening to everyone. And you're right, James. I understand perfectly what you're saying. And as far as you, uh, D, you were okay because I believe myself that they're going to find that he is definitely, he may not be an operative, but they got him, they got him tied up in something. This man is, is definitely, he can't open his mouth about the Russians because there's something going on that no one, well, somebody knows, but they're not saying a word about it. He is, he is um, um, going to get caught. God is going to uncover everything that this man is doing. And it is a sickening fact. It is sickening to all of us. When And, James, you had it perfectly correct. If you want to do something so elaborate as have all of those same men that you haven't given a decent raise to, have them parading in front of you. That's what he's looking for, them to parade in front of him like uh, Kim Jong-il, uh, uh, like they did in France. That's what, he, that's what he's looking for. He's looking for the press and everybody to cover him standing up there, clapping or making a salute, which he always did five uh up out to keep from going into the service, talking about bone spurs. But he could still walk around and sell real estate and 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 be crooked throughout all of those years. It's sad uh, that we have these individuals, the same identical thing that we've been saying all the time. How can these men, quote unquote men, who can stand up and look in the mirror when they get up in the morning. I, I, I never will be able to st- stand, understand that. I can't I, I, because I feel I consider myself a real man. These individuals, as far as I'm concerned, are not real men. They themselves are, are taking all of this because of the love of money. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. When the tax bill was was passed, you all know, because it's been all over television, that Paul Ryan's wife got a $500,000 check from from the Colt brothers to do something. Okay? So, sure, this man knows how to play the money game. And he knows that in Washington, all it takes is money. Money, 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 money. And we did have a parade once before, James, when they came back from the first Gulf War. But it was not the kind of parade that he is looking for. That parade was for the men, for the men who had fought 
and defeated them because of them doing the sarin gas against his own people, Gaddafi. Okay? So I don't know what's going on up there anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm like Cheryl. I'm losing my patience and faith with listening to the foolishness. Even though I watch it every day, and most of the time I'll get to the point where I'll turn away from it because I get sick of hearing the nonsense. If you continue to listen to this man's rhetoric and foolishness and the people that are standing up for him, you really get sick on the stomach. You really do. You get sick on the stomach. There's a sadness in our country right now that is not helping anybody, no one at all. So all we can continue to do is continue to pray. That's all we can do. We've got to keep praying because we know that God is going to take care of the situation. But even I, as a pastor and a very, very faith-believing individual like most of you all are, if not all, there is, I, I keep asking God, Lord, when? I do. I'm not going to lie to you. Lord, this, this, you, this man is going crazy. And they are allowing him to go crazy with our money while he's laughing at all of us all the way to the bank. That, that, that's, it just, that's all. It is just astounding to me, Reverend Smith, that if Barack Obama had suggested that we oh waste God. millions of dollars on oh something like this, God. they would have had his head. Yeah. You know, and that's all I'm saying. Yes, they would. You've got to be smart enough to look past look past just what he he's saying and to ask yourself, what would the world have done had Barack Obama proposed to have a parade and a huge wall built on the southern border of the country that was going to cost us $25 billion. And you can't tell me that it would have been uh, supported by the Republican Party. And it it just shows you, you, it just shows you that these people are willing to sell their souls to the devil and anytime you're willing to sell your soul to the devil, at some point, the devil is going to <coughs> pick you or show you how he's going he, he gonna, he tra- to betray you. He's going to betray your yeah. loyalty because that's, everything yeah. he offers you is a trick. And so you've yeah. got to know that a trick is coming for all these men and women in leadership who is supporting Donald Trump, a trick is coming. And if you don't stop and turn around before the trick comes, you're going to really be in trouble. You're saying that, I, know that, I mean, that is a correct analogy, James. That is a, it, it's all a trick, and the devil is full of tricks. The devil is full of tricks. And I, get, I, I do not want to hear anyone else tell me or say to me, that this man is a Christian. I don't want to hear that. And this man, he's a child of God because God created him. But he's not a Christian. 
only thing this man is all of this this junk that he's doing now. He's like a child that is in a toy factory. He's in a toy factory like a child. And everything he sees, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. And that's what he's doing. And these fools are giving it to him. That, that's, uh, I, I'm, I got to preach in a few minutes, and I don't want to get all upset, but I get to talking about this man, and it's just, it's just sad. It's sad. It is sad. And I just, I just pray to God that somebody, Somebody, a, a bunch of folks, just stop it. Because God. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and Cheryl, it, it is just a need. We are in need of somebody coming to their senses and who going to dis- disclose whatever is needed to bring this man to his knees. See, you know, God don't like ugly. And when you profess to be something that you're not, there's a cost, a penalty for it. Yes, it and this yes, man sir. has used the profession to profess that he's a Christian or a believer, and we know none of his life prior to running for president had anything related to being a child of God. No, and he it used that only because he needed to galvanize those people where his support comes from. You know, James, so, Cheryl, it, you, is just, um, it is just crazy. You're right. And, you know, although we're sitting back and we are watching the things unfold, they're not, he's going to be exposed and everything yes. will come out. You mm-hmm. know, because God will allow someone to go so far but then when his wrath comes up on you mm. you know it's going to be in a way that we could not even have imagined we would not have even seen it coming from that direction you know we all keep saying that it's coming but what we're expecting is not the way God is going to do it and when it does Trust me, he won't, Donald Trump will not have the last laugh. And when you're talking about Christian, you don't have to keep professing it because your walk, your lifestyle is the example, not your mouth, the voice. Because you can say one thing all day long. But if you're not living it, if you're not showing it, if you're not acting, you know, that way, then it's just truly contradicting. And we know that. I mean, there's no sense in arguing with, because arguing with somebody who is less than smart. We don't ever have to bring ourselves to his level. Because guess what? He, he don't think the way we think anyway. We could not begin to get him to understand because he's not thinking on that same level. And when you're talking about Christian and why he don't get it, because we are a peculiar people, and that means we are different from those that are not Christ-like. So they can't begin to understand 
at all what it is like. I mean, he has not shown us no foundation. He has not shown anything. Only thing that he has given us is lip service. Example that he has displayed in his life is who he really is. It's not what you say. It's what you do. Is that what we see? And that tells who he actually is. So that's the reason why I don't have to listen to him. I can just see the things that he does. And that's what displays who he is. So he's speaking volumes by his actions. And he's speaking nonsense with his voice. So that's where I see him at. And Reverend, I go back to something that astounds me. Tell people all the time, I'm a lay person. I'm a lay person, and I've been a lay person for a long time. My, I grew up in the church. My mom took me to church, and I don't nearly read the Bible every day, you know. But there's some things that I learned about the Bible that gonna stick in my head for years, no matter what. I know all. I know a lot of the stories. And I used a lot of the stories to uh, direct my life. But when Donald Trump got on the stage in front of that church, and he said, two Corinthians, okay, the man said, two Corinthians. That's all he had to say to me, Reverend Smith. When he said, two Corinthians, you can go to any child in the church, okay? You ain't got That's to go right. to no adult. Right. Go to any That's child right. in the church in America. Ain't nobody ever said no two Corinthians. <laughs> I will never forget that. And and Cheryl, I, you believe, I, I, I mean, love your words. And, and, and these people try to say who he, and I'm saying from then on, he had to say no more. Nothing, nothing. He ain't had to Nothing say no more. Yeah, and it's the true statement. And I would Trump dare go up on. I would never. I wouldn't dare go up on no podium and try to be no minister and preach to a bunch of lay people because I know that's not right. my calling. But to go up right. there and say two Corinthians, <laughs> I almost fell out my chair. James, when you said that, I knew. I did when he, when he said that I was sitting right here where I'm sitting now. I said, oh, my God. This, and, and, and what Cheryl was saying was so true. You don't have to go around pumping your fist and, and shaking. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You don't have to do all that. It's your action, how you walk, how you talk, how you carry yourself. And we know and we knew from that point, any of that didn't know from that point, knew that Donald Trump was playing a game. He was not a Christian. Because any, like you said, any little child, any little child in Sunday school, or anyone that has attended church any point in their life knows that there's no such thing as two Corinthians, two Chronicles, two Kings, and all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't exist. But we got people that they just it's, it's haters. I don't I don't really believe Christianity has anything to do with it. Truthfully, I believe it's 
comes from a, a, a hatred that people have for other people is the reason that they love other people or they care for other people or will stand up with other people or will cover for other people because you have a dislike. Hate is a strong word, but you have a total strong dislike for other people. So you're going to go along with the people that are closest to your ideas and your thoughts. Now, I'm saddened by what we are doing. I know a black church that actually a pastor that was saying, see, this man is not for abortion. So we ought to, abortion should not be the one thing that should cover cover your vote. It should not. There's so many other aspects of life besides abortion and the kind of people that you're going to put up there to lead your country. And you're going to get that one thing, one thing, be the, 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 the cutting board of what you're going to vote for, the reason you're going to vote for a person. What about all the rest of their beliefs and their ideas and their thoughts? We, made, we didn't make this mistake. I'm going to tell you all this now, and you ought to know this, because I've said it before. We didn't make this mistake. God wanted us to see how far off we have gotten. He gave us Donald Trump. And if we can't garnish closeness or closeness to God from what this man is doing, then we got a problem. We got a problem. Because God is definitely, like Cheryl said, God is going to uncover every doggone thing about this man in the world that he can, that he's trying to do. And but when you go, when you go around, please, none of y'all, don't go say two Corinthians and two Kings and two. <laughs> please, please don't. Don't people who look just, at you just like that. But Reverend Smith, you know that just shows you know we we've been told in the Bible that we're gonna be wolves and sheep's clothing. This man yeah. is using a cheap yeah. costume. A yeah. he ain't even well yeah. groomed. He wearing a cheap no, costume. Half his paws sticking out. His mouth is is his teeth sticking out. His, the costume yeah. don't even fit, and people still believe. Him. Yes, and they still believe in Jay, and that's the problem. That is the problem, and I like that analogy. That is the problem. He is not even properly covered to even be a a, 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 a wolf in sheep clothing. You're right. It doesn't fit. His things and his claws are showing. And he's not only showing them, he's using them. He's using them. And and see, you all, you all just all are all... Cheryl and you, James, y'all just giving me more on my sermon tonight. <laughs> I like those analogies, but they're but they're truisms. They are truisms. There's a sadness when people can't see. Are, are, are we so blind because we are blind to God, or God is actually blinding us a lot of times? But if, if we, we are so blind that we can't see. Or we're so caught up that we're in another world, then we have no place being in the place where we are. No place being where we are. So 
I, I just, I just, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for the people, the 38 or 39% of the people who is following this man. I feel sorry. Uh, Regina, I'm glad to see that you're on the show, Regina, and I just want to know uh, what, what your thoughts are about this man and his need to uh, use the military uh, to to display and beat his chest to show the world how powerful he is. We've been talking about how America has never went around displaying its might. Uh, we have just done what we had to do because we protect democracy and the rule of law. So well, what are your thoughts about this man deciding that he wants to have a parade showing off our military? Good evening, and I'm, I'm very cognizant of the time. Um, I, my question when I saw that happening is, was, who is going to sanction it? Who's going to allow that to happen? Um, can he just do it without getting some sort of approval? Um, and and in just like what what you all are saying, or we said before. Are we allow? We're just allowing him to just continue to do this foolery. Nobody is stopping him. Someone did come out and say that he cannot push this red button, this nuclear button. He has to have some sort of um, permission before he can actually do it. So that let me know that somebody was watching him from that aspect. So. It is his word or his request to be all end all, or is somebody who can think over him to say no, this isn't a good idea. Well, Reverend Smith uh, has shared with me that after we won the the uh, Desert War, uh, the Middle East, that there was a parade for the military when they return, uh, which is all well and good. But we have certainly not been one to have um, a year, a yearly parade displaying our might. And he sent a word to the Pentagon that this is what he wanted to happen because he saw such a beautiful parade in France. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people don't understand that we that is not a part of who we are. We've always felt that uh, our military was the best in the world. It wasn't something that we had to go around beating our chest uh, to show off. And, again, the money could be very well spent somewhere else to support the military and support the veterans versus having people walking up and down the street and burning up a lot of gas or with tanks and uh, airplanes just to display power. But isn't this what he does, um, what Donald Trump, isn't this hard they cool for him? Like the Trump Tower, the thing, you know, isn't this how he, 
He doesn't know anything any different. No, so he since don't. He's president, since he's president, he just has more toys. And these aren't right. toys that are going to cost him money because it's the American people's money. So he, he, he's, he's having a ball. I can yeah. see that little head yeah. now just shaking from side to side. That head just shaking and down. And he's just so happy. And his hands just flying all up and down and around. And he, can't you just see that picture? He's happier than a, a punk in a, in a something or whatever those old sayings are. He's just so happy. He's in Disneyland. Little bobblehead. Just bobbling. Oh, I'm glad we can laugh. Outside of our. Our laughter it is just ridiculous, and uh, it's almost like you got to laugh to keep from crying. You do. That was a good one, though. Kathy brought out a good one. That was a good this one. This is Regina. <laughs> I mean, Regina. You can't, you can't, you can't take that from her, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, bob, I, the little bobble head, the little bobble head, the little bobble head. He's just happy. He's going to oh, happy now. <laughs> oh, God. But, oh, this, just, but this is one of those times, this is one of those times that the House and the Senate need to really think about coming together and putting this president to rest because, you know, it's getting the things that he's doing are furthering dividing the country. And at some point, the House and the Senate need to say enough is enough and understand why they were put in the position that they are in. You know, when you have, Carol, when you have a president who says that the Democratic Party is un-American and is treasonous, but yet he don't want to be mm. under oath to answer questions. I'm wondering mm. who the un-American and the treason is when he's the one that doesn't want to talk to uh, the person in charge of uh, determining whether or not there was collusion or not. You know, he probably don't want to talk to many people because... First of all, he's going to get himself in trouble, as he always do. He can never remember what he said the last time. Then, if he's under oath, then he will be perjuring himself because fine with another with the last thing that he said. And he's just all over the place. I mean, he don't even need advisory because he don't take nobody's advice. And, I mean, he's just a loose cannon. And he don't want to be told what to do. And, you know, just like somebody mentioned, he's just like a big kid. He's enjoying what he's doing. And it's like, I'm pointing my finger at you. 
Now I got you. You fired. You out of here. I'm going to do this to you. You done made me mad. I don't like these people, so I'm going to do this to you. That's right. And it's just, and it's just, I mean, and that's just how he is carrying on. Now, I believe Amen. that he's gotten as far as he did. And not only that, as far as in business, because he's a shrewd business person. You know, and when he filed bankruptcy and he lost all his money and people weren't there to help him to build it back up, he got even with them people. He got mad. So, and that's just what he is. He is he's working on a mental level of somebody who's not fit to take on the responsibilities of the lives of all of us. And it's so sad. And, you know, if I didn't feel like God had me, I would be panicking because this is the person that's in charge. And that brings me up to the point that that's the reason why we have to instill our children and not to have them to carry on the way that they do today and the the ones that do when I say that, because this is what the results will give us in years to come. Amen. So that's why we got so much other stuff, other work to do while he's steady digging a hole for himself. We got a lot of work to do. We got, I'm not sure who said it, but one of the things that was said, don't be distracted by the distractions. Somebody on this, um, on this platform, one of, you know, the team, somebody in the team said that. And that's what we have to do. We can't be distracted by his distractions, because that's what he's trying to do, catch us off guard. But we can't let him do it. we got to be Regina, on our I really, um, believe, I really believe that somebody's going to flip the switch on it. You know, I, I mean, that's the only thing that is keeping me through. We're on just year two. We're just starting year two, and more and more is coming out. But somebody's going to flip the switch on it and put everything that he's done in the darkness in the light, because it can't. It, it just he cannot continue. He is so full of himself, and you and I both know that they say the, the uh, pride comes before the fall. He is just so prideful that he's so much smarter than everybody else that he's setting himself up for the fall. <laughs> well, James, one thing we know, all of us know is that light and dark cannot exist in the same place. And it never stays dark forever. So we've got to look for and look toward the light that's coming our way. That light is going to come through prayer. That light is going to come through those of us who have a voice to speak out, to speak out. That light is going to come through us thinking thinking and sometimes not speaking so much but thinking more. Um, the, the light is coming and the darkness will not be there, and that's our saving grace. The light that shall surely shine 
one day. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and continue our conversation. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
I am Democrat. I will be a Democrat beyond the existence of my physical being. I am a liberal because living in the past does not work for those I serve. I believe in liberal causes because as I better understand the world, I understand the need for change. I'll leave to honor humanity, to serve people who seem unable to grasp the life we all should have. I see the inequality of treatment and desire to see it abolished. The need for the blind to see has never been more necessary. Those that fight for the status quo cling to an error that turns invisible visible. Embracing wrong can never give one a positive result. The fight for the weak can never be seen as embracing the defeat. We have to rectify the issues that are created by the human trait of racism and supremacy. My God is the creator of all things and the maker of humanity. My views of the world are in line with my purpose as a Democrat. I will not be ashamed of my love for people and my fight to make life equal. We all deserve better opportunities to learn and the chance to live life free of infirmities. We deserve to live free of the creation of Donald Trump. Host, James T. Deshay. Show, thoughts, love, and reflections. The show is live seven days a week, Sunday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. West Coast Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This show is here for your voice to be heard loud and clear without interruption. We need to know that there's a place that we can go to that we will be treated fairly and given the opportunity to have our voices heard without interruption. Call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear. So, Cheryl, you know, as we uh, draw toward the end of the, the program, you know, it is just important that we be as honest as possible and we speak as loudly and clear as we can to show our discomfort with the leadership that we have in Washington, D.C. right now. People who seem unable and unwilling to stand up and be counted. People who feel like they don't have a choice but to follow this man into the dark period he's trying to take us in. So those of us who can see beyond his disguise, have to make sure people hear our voices. You're absolutely right. Um, Our voices have to be heard. You know, we have to, and with our voices being heard, that's how we began to make a difference. We can't be quiet anymore. We can't be caught sleeping anymore. We have to be on our job if we want the changes that we're looking for. Not any changes, but the changes that we're looking for. And those changes are fair. 
fair for everyone. Fair that it is not discriminating against anyone and the things that are being happened to people here in the state. I mean, you know, it's heartbreaking. So we got to continue doing the work that we need to do. And sometimes it can be tirelessly, but we have to continue doing it. And we have to protect, um, Regina, we have to protect our young people. We cannot pass off to them a world that has been misguided and changed so that we no longer see America as it is. We have to protect our America for the kids that you are educating and for the young people of our world. We can't pass off to them some demented image of who America is. Well, um, I, I totally understand protecting the world for the young people now, but I, I'd like to um, throw out this question. What about those who are demented in their late 20s, 30s, and early 40s who are, because it's hard for us to protect our children when we put them back into the atmosphere or a situation where they're not protected. So I think we need to also think about educating not just our children, but their parents, their young parents now, so that they can start thinking more clear and their children can see that they're thinking clear, and therefore, thereby we will be growing a, a clear-thinking generation. You're right. You're right. You're so right. We have to galvanize uh, people at all ages to recognize we have to move our country back to where it was so that we don't not our uh, uh, we don't have to spend so much time trying to recorrect what Donald Trump is destroying. We're gonna uh take a short break and come back and let everyone have a final word. Your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place.
Thank you. 